Hi, I'm Leon Gorin, CEO and President of PO Leadership, North America's premier peer-to-peer network and leadership advisory firm. Welcome to our Snippets podcast. Robin Whalen, President and CEO of Church and State, teacher and speaker, joins us today. Church and State is a strategic creative agency headquartered in Toronto, doing work for both SMEs, that's small, medium enterprises for you that don't know, and some very large multinational and Canadian brands. Robin is a partner within the firm, and she joined it back in 2016. She's also been in the agency world for almost 25 years. Robin, it's great to have you with us today. Thanks for having me, Leon. So, Robin, I thought we'd kick it off of something that I read recently that you posted on LinkedIn, and I'm sure there's a great story behind it. And and it's sort of, I just grabbed it because everything's about meaning and purpose these days in terms of, you know, what we've come through. And your words were, to walk with purpose, one must wake with purpose. So tell us a little bit about the story behind that. Well, actually, they're not my words. They're my business partner, Ron Tite. They're his words. And, and that's what he's a master of. Uh, the, we were tasked with uh, doing a secret Santa this, just this past uh, holiday season. And he pulled my name. And his, uh, his joke for me was always that, I, I'm a heavy walker. And it kind of stems back to this, the fact that everything I do is I'm a very planned, uh, very planned person. And I'm always on a mission and I always have an agenda. So I don't saunter into a kitchen. I march into a kitchen. I don't walk into a boardroom. I kind of explode into a boardroom. So with that comes very heavy steps. So he would hear me all the time and he'd say, there's Waylon walks with purpose uh, because my the sound of my heels in a pre-COVID world in an office environment was really heavy. So he decided when he pulled my name for a secret Santa that he would come up with this, this saying, to walk with purpose, one must wake with purpose. So it was very much um, a, a Ron type metaphor for how I operate day in and day out. And uh, again, not my words, but I would say it's probably the perfect personification for how I approach my day. I, I think you deserve to steal those words. I think they what? should be your words. He gave it to you as a gift. and I He think gave it to me as a gift. He signed it with my name. He <laughs> printed it on a poster. I've hung it on a wall. And I could absolutely tell people that those are my words. And you know what? Moving forward, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So thanks. Okay, for I'm that. there. Yeah. I am so there. So, you know, I, I'm browsing through your website and you guys just do some incredible creative. We've had Ron talk about different things. He's hosted our conference and stuff. But one thing really stuck with me, other than the think, do, and say, I'll come back to that. But you had something that talked about people used to vote with their wallets and now they vote with their time. And so as I was reading that and I was trying to put it in perspective of where we're at today and you know, again, I, I bring stuff to the pandemic and now we're marching out of it. The relevance to today and possibly as we emerge, like the next six months, do you think that's going to change or are we really, we're sticking with that in terms of how people are behaving? No, I, I don't think it will change. And if anything, I think it will become, you know, more prevalent as we move forward, which is is odd in one way when you think about it, because on one hand, we've got more free time than we've ever had before. We're not going anywhere. We're not commuting. We have no pressures on our schedule in terms of attending events. So 
we should have arguably an abundance of time. Yet what we're seeing from our clients, from our personal lives, from our friends, is that it's actually turning out to be the, the opposite. So that, that metaphor of if you used to vote with your wallets and now you vote with your time um, is, is more the case than it's ever been before, probably because we are hooked on our screens we are consuming news, you know, at, at a rate that far surpasses anything in the past with, with, with past elections in the U.S., with upcoming elections, elections in, in Ontario and Canada. And then you add on the fact that business is exploding now and everybody is preparing to, to exit COVID. If you don't, as a brand, as a marketing firm, if you don't know how you're going to capture the attention of your consumer in the wake of all of uh, the expanded and accelerated forms of media, you're, you're just not going to be seen. So I think if anything, you know, we didn't know it when, when, when we came up with that phrase, but it is, is absolutely more relevant now than it's ever been before. And I think it's just going to continue to be the case. Brands have to stand out. They have to stand apart. And most importantly, kind of going back to that purpose, they have to stand for something that is about so much more than the thing that they sell or the, the product that they offer. Coming back to your purpose message really at the beginning mm-hmm. too, right? Meaning yeah. and purpose is really important. Do you think, you know, over the last several months, a lot of leaders have been somewhat cautious. Marketing is always, you know, back March 2020, everybody pulled back on everything. Nobody was writing checks for anything. Um, we now sort of feel the momentum, right? We were we talked with a lot of members months ago about pivoting, thinking about the future, strategizing. Timing right now from a marketing perspective, are we at the point in time right now where these leaders should be thinking about really investing in their messaging and in their marketing as we sort of come out of this. And I really believe we are coming out of this because U.S. economy is roaring back and we'll be behind them. So I guess two questions. One is your own personal perspectives in terms of branding, even your own organization. Should we be spending money on this right now in terms of the marketing and putting us out there? And two, what are you seeing with your clients? Are they actually going ahead and doing this and are they starting to get results? Yeah, I I would say... I hesitate to say it's it's too late, but not only should we start thinking about it, we should have started thinking about it a long time ago. And we we you know we use this this metaphor that in the sport of car racing, the people think that races are won in the straightaways, but they're actually uh, they're not one one in the straightaways. It's about how you actually go into into the corners and how you come out of it that determines who wins the race and. As you said, I agree. We we are coming out of this. We absolutely are. And in the context of time, it's not that far ahead. So the time to start thinking about it uh, was eight, nine months ago. Um, and we're absolutely seeing that reflected in the business that we do and we work on with our clients. So we're we're well past the stage of, okay, what do we do? And we're in the stage of having these plans implemented and put in place. And if for no other reason then brands need to meet consumers where they are and where they are is thinking about what's next in life. We're all ready to come out of this healthier and stronger. And that's where brands need to meet us is in the future state, not in the past and not in the current. So we're seeing a lot of talk and we certainly recommend this to our clients to really start going back to maybe some old notions of customer relationship, 
management. How do you nurture those relations relationships with your customers and build on them moving forward from a loyalty perspective? How do you, as a brand, stand out? I think the the days of leaning on advertising tropes and cliches, like if I see one more commercial about I'm not wearing pants in my Zoom call, like we're, we're tired of that. We don't need to be confronted with, with the reality. Uh, we need to not rely on cliches and, and have a, a purpose behind our message and know what we we stand for. And for brands to constantly be learning and be curious and think about um, the future and the future state a year, two years, five years down the road. I don't think, I think the time to think about like how, you know, how are we going to manage through COVID? We're, we're done. Now we're thinking about how do we, how do we plan for a post COVID reality? So we're, we're absolutely seeing that from our smaller clients to our, you know, the national retailers. It's all about the moving forward. Yeah. So I think that it's important and I think the listeners should, you know, it's never too late, right? But what I'm getting from you is the urgency. If you didn't react and start, many of them have thought about it. They just haven't executed on a bunch of the stuff. There is still time to execute. You just got to get moving on this stuff right now. Absolutely. And you know, the reality is when we look back a year, yes, business halted. When this started, everything halted, Um, but not for long. By about three months in, to our initial lockdown, our clients started, you know, very tentatively putting messages out there that were sensitive to the times and sensitive to the environments. But business went on. And what they found uh, was that people were buying, people were investing, people were dipping their toe back into the market in, in various in different categories and in different ways. So now if we even look at today's news was about how the you know, Toronto and Vancouver real estate markets are absolutely exploding. Even if you use that as a gauge for what's happening in other categories, if you haven't started, you know, now is the time. And I think it's, it's a test, learn, apply kind of methodology. If you haven't done anything, you need to start doing it now and do it fast. Learn from the mistakes, learn from the success and adapt moving forward. That's great. So I, I, I wanted to ask you one more question before. And, and this is, I, I want to get the perspective of yourself. You're working in an agency. I've never worked in an agency, but I've worked in professional services for I think agency work is so demanding. Like you're dealing with clients. You're always facing your client. They need stuff very quickly. Um, there's a lot of pressure. And, and you and I talk really quickly about the business perspective. I get it. But there's been a lot of talk even on the community about the mental element, right? And the challenges of post-pandemic is the number of cases coming up and people really fatigued, stressed. And in your world, because you have to be so responsive, it's probably a double whammy. So I'm curious, in your world, what do you are there ideas that you guys are looking at? Now you're a small firm, so you're probably agile and able to adapt. But how are you guys dealing with this in terms of? Yeah, I, I one, I completely agree with um, your, you know, your interpretation of our business. It is very demanding from a timing perspective. And again, what's this odd dynamic is while we don't have a commute and you think we have more time, the pressures on our time have actually increased because everybody's working out of their basement or out of their living room or out of their kitchen. It has put an absolute pressure on this work-life balance. Um, so we we have seen one year in the dynamic has, has changed. 
Um, it ebbs and flows like everything else, but most certainly we are having more discussions than ever before about mental health, feeling um, that people have a separation between work and home. And as an agency, um, we don't we don't make a product. Like we don't sell widgets. So our product is our intellectual property, and our intellectual property is at the hands of our people. So how they feel about work is incredibly important. They're our most valuable asset. So we have seen an absolute increased need for support and for balance. And I would be lying if I said we have all of the solutions, but we t- we are trying. So from looking at our very traditional benefits package and seeing how we can augment it with additional mental health services. Uh, you know, we have looked into programs. The Ontario government has actually recognized that this is a real need. And there are free services for therapy and counseling through the Ontario government. So we're doing a bit of a hybrid, looking at augmenting our plans, making sure that our employees know what services are available to them, because sometimes that is buried in benefits administration. You don't necessarily know. To also... Uh, increasing the amount of time just to talk, uh, to to check in, to see how people are feeling, to have regular meetings where we're not talking about work at all, and then trying to force some kind of separation between work um, and home so that we cut off the day on a Friday early if we can. We you know make sure that we implement a bit more free time and insist on people taking vacation because we're seeing that without us insisting, it's very easy to just stay on the computer and work. So again, no real solutions, but this. Oh, those are solutions. Those are ideas. And I, I, I mean, those are efforts. Helpful. I, I hope they, I hope they help, yeah. but at the very least uh, making sure that we stay in touch with every person that works with us to see how are they feeling? Is there something that we can do? We're actually even looking into a guided virtual meditation session, not mandatory, but anyone that wants to join and we make it during the day, during the work day, um, so that people feel like they can kick back and take their mind off of work. It's more important than it was last February because the lack of separation. Robin, thank you so much. I, we are so lucky to have you as a PO member. You joined it a year ago, just to be able to share some of your insights, your energy and your passion and, uh, and learn from you. So thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me. It's, it's an honor just to be a part of the group. That's great. If you're interested in our live webcast, the way forward live and, or any other snippets, please take a moment and visit us at PO leadership.com. You'll find on our site, various previous recorded webcasts and snippets These include guests such as Professor Janice Stein, Harvard's Rosabeth Cantor, Michael Beer, Rob Chestnut, Dr. Greg Wells, Dr. Jason South, Mitchell Goldhar, and many others. uh, As we cover such topics as mental health, leadership, world reset, and a host of others. Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you again shortly.